Hello, and welcome to episode number two of Boutique Talk. My name is Jake Boston, otherwise known as Steelbook Obsessed on all your major social media platforms. And if you want to listen to all things physical media related, then you've come to the right place. Every week I'll have a new guest to talk about one of their favorite physical media releases. And today I've got one third of the Rad Pack and 100% of my killer podcast. It's Mao! Ah! Hello, lady. <laughs> Hello! Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk all things blood diner because <laughs> what did you do to me <laughs> well i hope i horrified you i hope i made you laugh i hope um <laughs> i don't know i introduced you to some interesting characters <laughs> oh my goodness yeah there, there's a lot to dig into with this movie i i think we'd have to start at the beginning but before we start at the beginning of the movie i kind of want to get started with the beginning of your physical media collecting like how did you start doing it and how has your evolution looked to now uh my physical media collecting like in the very beginning like oh, my yeah. first movie ever mm -hmm. i gotta blame my momster for that i call her my momster because she's my mom but she's also the one that introduced me to all the monsters <laughs> um so she's my momster she was a physical media collector she collected vhs's and and all and all that kind of stuff but Back in the day, we didn't call it physical media collecting. We called it building our home video library. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was more about having the movies that you love and being able to watch them whenever you want. Um, so that's what we did. And she she had a bunch of movies and she got me into buying movies and we had a local video store we'd go rent movies every Friday night. It was called Movies America. It's sadly not there anymore it's like every other one unfortunately it's terrible yeah yep. Yeah. and my mom was very open she was very open to letting me rent whatever i wanted and you know nice. those horror titles had beautiful covers mm -hmm. so i rented a lot of horror movies and that's kind of where it started and i just kind of always i always bought the movies i loved it it's not kind of, um, my collecting isn't then how it is now where i buy like all the things mm -hmm. it was I always just wanted the movies that I loved so after uh, VHS came DVD I rebought all my favorites on DVD and then mm -hmm. after DVD on Blu-ray I rebought all my favorites on Blu-ray and now I just kind of buy everything <laughs> it's kind of nice that your mom was the one that got you into it I know my parents they just bought like random movies they'd find at the grocery store type deal like it was not a big ordeal <laughs> at all it's just like oh I'm gonna buy groceries and this movie's here Let, let's add it I think I had like 20 movies growing up all together oh really well mm -hmm. my mom just loved movies so we always went to the movie theater we always went to movies America on Fridays she would always buy movies we watch we re-watched movies a lot so like my childhood nostalgic movies I watched them a lot because hmm. <laughs> we would just watch the same movies all the time because those were the ones we had in our home video library. <laughs> Did your mom call it that too? Yeah. That's well, because so back in the day, and I don't remember what movie it was, if it was House, maybe it was House Sitter, that Steve Martin movie. Yeah. But there was like a commercial before the movie started where it talked about building your home video library. So I then see. that's just like that's we tough. just kind of used that. <laughs> right. No, I think my mom just bought a whole bunch of kids tapes to get us out of her hair for a couple hours. Like, yeah, just throw a tape and you'll be fine. <laughs> That's fair. 
Yeah. Um, so that's how your collecting kind of started. Um, how about boutique collecting? When did you start figuring out that that was a thing and why did it start clicking with you? Um, well, my boutique collecting didn't happen until way later because like I said, I would always, I always wanted my favorite movies. And then I noticed kind of around DVD time where I was trying to rebuy all my favorite movies and some of them I just couldn't get my hands on. And I was like, why can't I find these movies? Mm -hmm. So the internet was being used more and I'm old. The internet was being used more and more. And so I started looking online for movies and I was able to like buy some movies and have them shipped to my house. And I would find later that some of them came, like I had a release of Nightwatch from Australia. And I was like, mm. how did I even get this? Did you that know, play in your player. Yeah, it did. Wow. I actually found out later, I have a couple of those Australian releases. And I'm like, how did I even get these? I just ordered them online. I don't even remember where I ordered them from. Mm -hmm. This was like pre Amazon boom, you know, right. Um, so then uh, when I started collecting Blu rays, um, I noticed that some of my Blu rays were the same label as some of my dvds so i have mm. like some old dvds that are like kino lorber and stuff like that and then um so i started noticing it then but i didn't really think any i didn't think to go to the kino lorber website mm -hmm. and like look it up or anything like that but it really wasn't until i jumped on youtube and became a part of this community that i actually started looking at my collection and i'm like dang i have a lot of these boutique labels so then i just started putting them together i'm like you guys go together you guys go together right. <laughs> and then i found scream factory and it was all over that's the one i started out with too as soon as i found <laughs> like i just wanted i got big into horror in like 2018 i was a very late bloomer to that genre and i started collecting movies that seemed interesting to me like four or five of them were Scream Factory. I'm like, what is this? And then it's just been a snowball effect after that. I just kept on digging further and further. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Scream Factory really ruined a lot of pockets, I feel like. <laughs> made my collection better. I think that's what I like to... <laughs> it made me as a collector more advanced in knowing what to look for. Yep. Because mm -hmm. when, when I first started, it was just... I put everything alphabetically because that was the easiest way that I could find things. And then I noticed what a boutique label was. And it just, I'm like, I want to show off all of these because these are so amazing. Mm -hmm. Boutique yeah. labels are really where it's at. They put the most care into their releases. I think so too. I know that um, uh, Bob and I talked about Synapse Films last week. I was very happy that you wanted to pick a Vestron video title. <laughs> because I, I feel like Vestron is known for being kind of like the budget boutique i guess like a lot of their new releases are very cheap but they put a lot of special features into those suckers mm -hmm. yeah i think they put a lot of care into their releases they didn't always used to be this cheap though i feel like when it first started with those first few they were more on the expensive side more 20 30 dollars but now they're they're very 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 reasonable <laughs> Right. Most of the time they're like 11 bucks or 12 yeah. bucks. <laughs> no, if I can buy Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 through 5 for $12, yeah, I'm just going to instantly buy that as an impulse buy for sure. Mm -hmm. And they're very sporadic too. They don't they don't drop a lot of stuff very often. I think we just now got um, 
an announcement for a new release and it's been what a couple months since the last yeah. one blue steel i'm so steel, excited yeah. about that movie yeah i've never I'm, seen that one i'm a big Catherine bigelow fan so when that got announced what was that yesterday two days ago i was mm -hmm. very excited yeah I'm, i was excited to see jamie lee curtis on it so i was like yeah. okay I'll, I'll i'll watch this one. <laughs> it's a hidden gem just because it hasn't really been released that often i don't think it's ever gotten a blu-ray release I, I want to say I got a DVD. I know I got a VHS for sure. But yeah, I'm just, I'm very excited for a lot more people to get their hands on that title and see what a great movie it is. Yeah. And I, and they will too, because when Vestron drops a new one, people love to buy them. Absolutely. Especially if it's going to be $12. Why not? Mm -hmm. And it comes with that squishy slip cover. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay. We're talking a lot about Vestron. I'm going to throw an introduction video. I'm going to do their old school introduction and then I'll go morph into like their 2016 when they started releasing Blu-rays intro. So here's the old 80s one. Perfect. Mwah. Perfect. Nice. It's like peak 80s synthesizer. <laughs> doing crazy flashing lines just because it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was very 80s. <laughs> Love that so much. Okay, I'm going to throw on the 2016 one because they kind of have that aesthetic, except very mid-2010s. You'll see what I mean. Here we go. credit just like shut off power thing at the end whatever those robot arms are doing you know right very high tech yeah there have been like four or five different intro screens to vestron video too yeah, yeah yeah i don't know if you've dug into a lot of the older stuff um how does your collection look on vestron do you know how many titles you have off the top of your head i have all of them so far so oh really aren't there 30 is that 30 i think yeah. there's 30 yeah so i have all 30 of them <laughs> Do you feel the need to pick up any new title just to kind of complete the set? Yeah, I got to that point. I didn't mean to get to that point, but Vestron is one of my favorite boutique labels just because they release my kind of movies, you know, sure. like the cheesy B movies, like a lot of the ones that they've released already were ones that I used to watch all the time when I was a kid. There's some in there that I haven't seen before and I'm not really sure, but I'm told I'm going to love them all, but I made it a mission to get them all mm -hmm. and get them all with slipcovers. Uh, Maximum Overdrive was a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I randomly found that, like, I just started collecting for Vestron maybe a year ago. I don't think I need to be a completionist by any means, but I definitely want the slipcovers for all of them. I don't know why my brain works like that, but it just does. If they all have one and one of them doesn't, that's going to drive me nuts. I can't do that. Yep. That was me forever. I had all of them. And then there was maximum overdrive just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Ben Buster, who is another collector in the community, um, he found it and he got it for me. So he saved yeah. my saved my Vestron collection. <laughs> the physical media community is very tight knit. Like they if you make good connections, they will be able to have your back no matter what. I, I love it so much. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely love it too. Everyone is so kind and yes. so helpful. Mm -hmm. One day I'll be able to help somebody that has helped me. Sure. <laughs> I feel like I haven't ever like had something I could give to somebody. Well, you, you helped know? me. You helped me, Mel, when we met oh, up yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, um, or IRL or whatever you want to call it. You had a synapse title that I didn't have. Satan's little helper. I, I grabbed that sucker right, right away. That's so, yeah. right. Yes, I, I, I did it. Yeah, there you go. I think I, I think we swapped that for uh, Evil Dead VHS, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I still love that too. Good. Mm. Awesome. Well, <laughs> if you don't mind, I think I have around ten-ish titles of Vestron video. I'll go over them one by one. If you just want to throw out your I don't know, sentence, two sentence synopsis of what you think of the movie. Yeah, let's if you've do seen it. them. Hopefully, okay. I've seen them. <laughs> first one I have is the first one that ever came out Chopping Mall. <gasps> yes, Chopping Mall. That was like my first robot serial killing movie. It, it all takes place in a mall, and these robots are meant to protect the mall, but then they kind of go a little crazy and they start slashing kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. This one okay. is straight nostalgia for my childhood. <laughs> I would say probably all but two or three of these movies I haven't seen. And this is one I have not seen yet. Oh, really? Honestly, I would be interested to know what you think of that one now. Because, you know, I've noticed a lot of the movies that I absolutely love from my childhood. And they're like my ride or die. People who see them now are kind mm -hmm. of like, Bleh. <laughs> you know that's not their cup of tea <laughs> see i'm i'm a big fan like i i was born in 89 so i'm barely an 80s baby i, I count myself <laughs> as that but the more older i get the more i like digging into that that year that decade mm -hmm. and i i just like the aesthetic i i'm a huge fan of practical effects which we'll talk more about on the movie that we talk about because there are some goodies in there oh my goodness <laughs> Cannot wait to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And honestly, I bought one and two. Number two is Blood Diner, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I bought both yep. of these from the same person on eBay last week. Because I told you you could pick any movie you wanted. Nice. That's the one you wanted. And it just gave me an excuse <laughs> to buy it. So that's all you need sometimes. Well, I'm glad you were able to find it end with the slip. Uh, Chopping Mall too, Because some of the slips are hard to get. That's what I hear. Come by. Mm -hmm. Um nowadays but barbara crampton's in shopping mall too so that's a good selling point gotcha. as well yes it is okay let's see here the next one is one of the more recent ones i got just because it had a slip cover that i really liked it's not part of the vestron video slip cover but it is the vestron video release that's the gate oh yeah the gate has one of my favorite um scenes in it it's like there's this huge monster and then it falls and it splits into a million little monsters okay uh, I, I haven't seen this one either. I, I need to get on it. Yeah, that one is really good. It has a, uh, um, it's like a gateway horror for kids, kind of, because it's like it's horror, awesome. but it's not, you know, terribly scary. A lot sure. of people that I know watch that was like their first horror movie that they ever watched. Ooh. Okay. Since you said that, I'm gonna just jump right to it. My first horror movie. That I ever watched when I was 13 years old. I was scared to death of so many things <laughs> when I was a child. But when my 13th birthday party finally happened, everybody's like, why don't you pick a horror movie, you coward? Just do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. I Jeez. remember going to the video warehouse was my rental place of choice back in the day. And the, the VHS artwork 
of just a semi with its grill broken with the wording who made who in weird wispy font maximum overdrive Mm -hmm. this i i love how stupid this movie is i know right it's amazing and it's It's a stephen king uh adaptation which is amazing when you can kill somebody with a a vending machine by shooting like soda bottles at them i'm in and oh yes i, I was love big, that one too <laughs> i was a big marvel guy when i was a kid so just seeing the green goblin's face on anything i was like that was when you did not get superhero anything mm-hmm. on when you were watching a movie so i was very pumped to see that i was a big mighty ducks fan so emilio estevez oh, Emilio estevez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and i think a young steven dorf is in the gate too oh okay yeah so there these movies are chocked full of young famous people yeah maximum overdrive had uh the voice of lisa simpson in there too and it, it sounds exactly like her yardley mm-hmm. smith i believe is her name yeah yeah, yeah. i think so mm-hmm. yeah like so that one's good you so far you're pulling bangers awesome. I, I hope so I, there might be a couple snoozers in here i'm not sure like i said i haven't <laughs> seen the majority of these but i'm a steelbook collector so when they started re-releasing their Vestron video titles on Steelbook and their first one was Maximum Overdrive, you know I had to hop on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And personally, since I only have like 10 of these movies, I'm hoping that this one sold well enough to where they continue to re-release all of their older titles on Steelbook form. I, I would be so happy if they did that. Yeah, and then you could have a complete Steelbook collection. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that's that's the route I'll go. <laughs> that, that release is kind of controversial, though, because people weren't very <laughs> happy that they released a Steelbook of that. Because it's blue, it's Blu-ray, too, right? It's it not is, 4K. Yeah. Yeah. But if it was 4K, you'd be okay with it? I mean, I didn't have a problem. With, I didn't, I didn't yeah. pick it up because I have all the slips. Mm-hmm. Um, so I probably won't pick up any of the steelbooks, but I didn't have a problem with it. There's a market for it. I, it sure. would have been better if it was 4K just to give people a reason to double dip or something, you know, right. if they wanted to. Yeah. No, I, I think the steelbook line is for newer fans of Vestron Video. So if you are happy with the stuff you have, you have you don't need to buy it and that's okay. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, the next, I agree. Good. The next release I have, I've seen the first in this franchise and I've seen the most recent in this franchise. I haven't seen the middle two or three. I want to say there's three other ones. This is Candyman Day of the Dead. Oh, yeah. See, that one gets a lot of flack, but I actually don't mind it. It has its moments. It's definitely okay. the the worst in the franchise but it's not it's not that terrible but i enjoyed that one see i haven't heard i haven't heard good things about the second one farewell to something farewell to the flesh oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i see that one is all right too i didn't mind i mean obviously the first candy man is is the best one but i mean back then when they were pumping out sequels that it goes for any franchise that the first is normally the best one but Mm -hmm. they're all decent but that one for sure is the last in the line (laughs) good to know tony todd is amazing in that first one oh my god yeah he really is and i really dig the artwork that they did on that release too it It was yeah that slipcover is beautiful agreed Mm -hmm. See, that's what I love about these, too, is some of them have original artwork and the slipcovers still look amazing. I don't know what it is, if it's that silver Vestron label at the top that just makes them pop or what. But all the slipcovers are just really nice. 
I think it's just because they um, they they get new art to go along with the release because every single one has amazing artwork. I don't know if it's one artist or multiple artists that do it, but yeah, I it encapsulates the franchise with new artwork, and I I think it always looks great. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one I have not seen any of these, but I've seen I watched a documentary on Robert England, and this franchise got brought up, and it made me really want to watch Wishmaster. <laughs> Because I didn't know that there were so many horror icons. I didn't know anything about this franchise at all. And it looks amazing to me. Yeah. So that is one that I need to do a rewatch because I seen the first one. I, I don't know if I've seen the rest of them or not, but I haven't seen that first one years. Sure. Years and years. Like probably since I was a squirt watching my mom's VHSs is probably like the last time I've watched those. So I would have to do a rewatch on them, but I don't remember them being bad. I remember enjoying them. I bought them. <laughs> right. I was confident. The, no, the first one looks so good. I contemplated watching this for uh, like October time frame. Decided oh. to go a different route. I'm going to watch a whole bunch of anthology horror films instead. But I think Wishmaster might just sneak in there somehow if I have enough time. There you go. Yeah. Um, this is a horror movie that I've seen. My wife and I saw this when we first started dating and it was a very awkward situation that happened between like my parents and me when they saw us watching this. It was bizarre. The dentist ah! one and two, they just, they, they came in during a very awkward time and it was just an awkward situation. It was, a, that is not the one I thought you would pull, but <laughs> I hate Those the are dentist fun anyway. I hate going to the dentist. I, just the, the drills in your mouth and the sound absolutely hate it so it makes sense to make it into a horror movie i've seen the first one i have not seen the second Mm -hmm. it's always those plastic things that they put in your teeth and they tell you to bite down when they like take the x-ray i hate those they're always way too big for your mouth and they hurt yeah for me it's the scraping oh when you hear like your teeth oh my god i just went to the dentist last month and i dreaded it just because of that like oh Oh, really fucking here oh it's terrible (laughs) i hate it so much or when they're spraying your teeth with that water gun and yeah. it's just like splashing yep. over your face. You'd think they'd hate that too. Yeah. Doesn't seem fun for anybody. Yeah. Okay. This one I know 0% about. And that is Sundown, the Vampire in Retreat. Okay. So this one, I hadn't seen this one until Vestron released that one okay and i bought it just to buy it um and i watched it and it is so fun it's definitely cheesy (laughs) that vampire right there that looks fun oh my god yeah it is so fun like the movie opens up and there's like these three old i think there's three of them there's either two or three old men just sitting on this bench with this umbrella and they're like you know, bantering back and forth at each other, making fun of each other. And it's funny because they're, I don't know, it's just, it's cheesy and it's fun. Um, And I'm really sad that I didn't watch that one like back in the day. Gotcha. So I forgot to grab two of them. I'm uh, Three of them, I'm just realizing. Um, I had Silent Night, Deadly Night, three through five. That's in my Christmas section. I forgot to grab that. Those are fun sequels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to grab the newest one that I just bought today. My best friend is a vampire. <gasps> yes, that yeah. one is fun. I love that one too. <laughs> I've never seen it, but that's like my vibe of like 
cheesy 80s comedy like that that, there's a certain mood you have to be in to watch that movie or even if you're just feeling down this one to pop in and make you feel good yeah it really kind of reminds me of my boyfriend's back do you remember that yeah Um, Mm -hmm. that old one it reminds me of that movie even though it's not the same because that one's like a zombie this one's a vampire but it's i don't know it's kind of has the same feel to it but it's super fun i love that one too (laughs) and then i want to say the last one i had was little monsters Yes, classic. Forgot to grab that one too, though. Classic childhood movie. That that is one that I watched as a kid and absolutely loved. Yep, me too. (laughs) I also have a couple. I was looking, I collect VHS tapes as well. I had a few Best Run Video VHS tapes. Oh, nice. I didn't realize I did until I kept on just digging through. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize Best Run put that out. But I'll just go through these really fast. First one I had was Mad Max. Mm hmm. Nice. Yep. Next one. Have you seen this movie? Gleaming the <laughs> I love this movie with a passion so much. <laughs> love me Are you serious? Movie and there's not enough of them out there. I have that VHS too. I absolutely yeah. love that movie. <laughs> I wonder if Lionsgate still has the rights to this because they need to release it if they do. Well, I'm beginning to wonder it, that they don't because why wouldn't why wouldn't you release that? Correct. You're digging deep in the Vestron vault for some of the releases they've come out with, and you haven't released Gleaming the Cube. That makes no yeah. sense. To me. And if they don't do it, Vestron, I'm just I'm, I will never forgive them. <laughs> I know they just came out with a 4K for this movie, so I know they don't own the rights anymore to to live and die in LA. Mm-hmm. Liam Freakin have not seen this movie, but I've wanted to ever since he passed away. And then, yeah, probably uh, one that I've already talked about. I got the gate. Yes! Oh yeah. my gosh! You need to watch look it because those, those creatures look crazy. Oh my god! It's it's such a fun movie. It's kind of long, but it's fun. Nothing wrong with long. <laughs> if it's long and enjoyable, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, a right movie here. wasn't long, but felt like it was both the longest thing ever. But I did not want it to end. It was Blood Diner? Yeah. I I have a lot to say about this, Mel, and I know you do too. I think your second episode was about this movie. So the fact that my second episode is as well, very 360 oh, moment. Weird. Yeah. I'm going to show a trailer of the movie first. Oh, just boy. a quick 60 second spot. And then we will dive deep into this sucker. Okay. Let's play this trailer. In my travels, I've sampled some of the most exquisite foods the world has to offer. That's why they've asked me to tell you all about a charming new eatery located right downtown. You can see the atmosphere is lovely. But, of course, the uh, finest attribute of this quaint cafe is the marvelous cuisine. Only the freshest natural ingredients are selected. I'd give my right arm for that secret recipe. Your gracious hostess will direct you to your table, where you will dine as if there's no tomorrow. Uh, This Epicurean haven is called Blood Diner. You got that right, goofball. The Blood Diner. First they greet you, then they eat. No one under 17 admitted. What? First they greet you, then they eat you. <laughs> it's a great tagline. I know it's perfect. I miss when they used to make trailers like that. Just the majority of the trailer is not from the movie, but it's mm. just like throwing tidbits in there. <laughs> 
and this movie, I don't know how you market it otherwise, because you can't show three fourths of what they have. This is true. It this is, is bizarre. <laughs> so tell me about your history of Blood Diner and why you needed me to watch this movie. <laughs> well, it's one of it's one of my favorite movies. Um, I, I love cheesy B horror movies, and it doesn't get any cheesier than this one. <laughs> um but yeah this movie makes me laugh it has great practical effects it has very charming characters even though you're not supposed to like them but you do and Mm -hmm. um some of the background history of the movie is pretty interesting as well i think after i uh did my podcast episode about it and i learned all the things i just kind of loved it even more after that um but it's just super fun. If I can have a good time watching a movie, those are the ones that stick with me forever. And I had so much fun. Yes. This, this movie was a blast. That is for damn sure. Well, and it's like the more you watch it, the more different stuff that you see every time. You know what I mean? Because Jack, it was directed by Jackie Kong, who is a woman, um, which I was surprised to find out that this movie was directed by a woman because Agreed. you mm-hmm. think so. But she tried to put three layers of action in almost every scene. So you have like what's going on, like right up front in the foreground, if it's two people talking, but then you look behind them and there's like all kinds of stuff going on back there. Mm -hmm. They, you know, people fighting or people walking by or eating or whatever. There's just like all kinds of stuff happening in every single scene. And it's just a feast for the eyes. The main thing that I noticed just for that instance is when they're in like the police precinct and they're walking in that hallway and there's randomly a fight in the back where mm-hmm. like they're stabbing a guy. It's very <laughs> bizarre, but that's what my eyes were drawn to instead of like the dialogue that was happening in front. <laughs> yep, exactly. And what pulled me into this movie and I, and just like right away, I was like, yep, I'm going to love this movie. It's like right away in the beginning when they're in the, they're in like the cemetery or something. And, um, the security guard comes and they start to fight. And then one of the characters picks him up and throws him. And it's clearly a dummy, a dummy. It's Uh like, it couldn't be more absurd. (laughs) And I was like, yep, I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) love, I'm going to love this movie. I just can tell. (laughs) So the first five minutes, I did not know what this movie was going to be about because it started with like a VO crawl. Like, like it was like fucking Star Wars or something. It, the first two and a half minutes were just talking about how serious the movie was. And the VO crawl stopped halfway through just so the narrator could read everything that was on it. And then yeah. there was like a uh, Halloween POV of the killer going on. Like, is this a very serious movie? I don't know where this is going. And then this quote happened. And once this quote happened, I laughed so fucking hard. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm walking into, but this might be for me. Here's the quote. Um, a suspect in the happy time all girls glee club slain has fled the scene and has managed to elude the police he is armed and dangerous and has been spotted at the west side area armed with a meat cleaver in one hand and his genitals in the other what (laughs) I did not know (laughs) I was not expecting that at all so when that happened oh my god was I so happy and like okay I'm into this And then not even a couple minutes later, their uncle comes knocking in like it's an 80s music video with like the light shining through the door while he's hacking through it. Mm. This movie is wild. 
I know. And it's like they present it like he's some crazed lunatic just out there running around and like he's gonna he's breaking into this house and he's hacking down the door and then he walks in and the kids are just like, Uncle Anwar. And it's like, wow, right. what way to make an entrance to your friggin' family's home. <laughs> he's carrying his genitalia still. <laughs> I I could not believe that happened. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm more on board with this than I thought I was going to be like, that's my type of humor. So dumb. It's funny. <laughs> I know. I still laugh about pretty much everything in this movie. It is dumb. It is very dumb, but yeah, it's but very I entertaining. Love yeah, I love I them. If you don't love dumb, please don't watch this because there's a lot more where that came from. My goodness. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the voiceovers too. Like the cops at the very beginning, I know it's not their voices, or the 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 big guy who's a vegetarian who's like, I've never had a burger like this before. Like that does not sound mm. like his voice. What's the voice? His voice and his mouth did not match up. <laughs> well, and it's it. This movie had an incredibly low budget. It had like I think it was um, maybe three hundred thousand. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think was the budget for this movie. And like even the two main um, characters each only got paid like it was something ridiculous, like $200 was, I, or something. Yeah, there's a documentary on here, which is a lot of talking heads, but they they edit it very well. It's like a five part documentary on mm-hmm. Blu-ray. It was a $330,000 budget. They had three weeks to shoot. The main two leads, those two guys, $250. Yep. That's all they got paid. That's nuts. That is nuts. It is mm-hmm. ridiculous. But uh they did a hell of a job. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're memorable. I will say that. <laughs> George was my favorite. <laughs> he was like the the shy, silent brother right. that just mm-hmm. was always like doing r- ridiculous stuff throughout the whole movie. <laughs> what is like engrossed in my mind is him driving that car over that guy like 20 times and just his goofy <laughs> face going like this when he's doing it. That was like the most ridiculous throw in ever too, because it didn't yes. really, um, it didn't really move the plot along at all because he was literally on his way to go get this chick who was supposed yeah. to be the <clears throat> one that they were going to sacrifice or mm-hmm they needed some of her organs or something like that and he just kind of comes across this guy on a motorcycle and he's just like bouncing around in his van and he just decides to like run him over but the guy won't die very looney tunes-esque out of nowhere too (laughs) so bizarre i always loved it too because george is supposed to be like this wrestle wrestling fanatic right Right. like he's always Mm -hmm. in the restaurant and he's cooking and he's watching wrestling and he's beating up patrons of the restaurant all the time Mm -hmm. but he literally gets his ass handed to him every time he fights somebody in real life right (laughs) especially when he gets in the ring with little jimmy hitler yeah. What an amazing name. Love that for a wrestling name. He's got the mustache and everything. Right? This movie has a weird, like, Hitler Nazi overtone with that All and, like, the two it, guys playing and the music at the very end. Yeah. So bizarre. It, it was all over this movie, but I'm pretty sure when I was doing my original research on this movie, that little Jimmy Hitler was an actual wrestler. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. it was, like, backyard or something like that, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he actually. Yeah, he was an actual wrestler, and he was, like, hurting that main actor. Like, he was throwing him around for real, and he was very sore at the end of the day. Like, yeah, that that did not sound like a fun shoot or worth the $250 he was paid. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, <Terrible. maybe> not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I could just keep on throwing out random pinpoints if you want me to because there's so much to talk about this movie. Yeah, um, I mean, you, go ahead because I I have fun facts about a lot of things in this perfect. movie. We t- we talked about I'm going to jump all over cuz that's how my brain works anyway. <laughs> we we talked about the very ending with the band playing um the monster like Sheetar? Sheetar, oh yeah, she's, she's an Egyptian goddess. She's amazing and I know if if you want, if you liked the thing and the jaws opening up like when he was doing the CPR paddles, but you want it with boobs, mm-hmm. watch this because that's what it is. And like the opening of the chest looks like a vagina with teeth. It is crazy. <laughs> I was it just going to say, I wasn't sure if I could say that on here, but I was like, yeah, it very much so looked like a tummy vagina with teeth that just it's like. <laughs> it is very strange. And like she's oozing out this green very thick pus out of like her very sharp teeth bizarre imagery but i loved it It reminded me a lot of like big trouble from little china a little bit yeah a little bit because they had like a lot of lasers at the end too <laughs> yeah, shoot and lightning they, out of her hands. the whole the whole thing was that they needed to sacrifice a virgin to her to, so that she could lit be mortal uh immortal forever and um and they succeeded <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Which was kind of sad because like you you travel through the whole movie with Michael and George who are the two brothers, the two main characters. And once you get to the end, they just give no shits about killing them off. They don't give them any time in the light to be like, "Oh, this is sad." No, they're just like gone. And then um, they're supposed to sacrifice this virgin woman to mm-hmm. Sheetar and it gets foiled by the police. But then she ends up eating George. And then she at the end, like, you don't they don't really explain to you what happens. They just kind of show you what happens. Mm-hmm. That no budget. That's where it really shines in this. Yeah, but it's brilliant because she's walking down the street. She's beautiful. She has this like gorgeous red dress on and she, you know, gets in this car with this amazing douchebag. But it like talking about his sausage. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There are so many lines. That That was one of my favorite lines, too. I forget what he says. He's like, before I offer you up this. So, yeah, my amazing sausage. Pretty much. Yeah, it's so bizarre. My goodness. but you're left to know that George was a virgin and she ate him. So now she's going to be immortal and walk the earth forever. Right. Yeah. You kind of get gay overtones with him throughout the movie. Yeah. And that like a pretty much a vagina with teeth is what does him in. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely um, wasn't into the ladies because they're, they're supposed to kill all of these um women and mm-hmm. take pieces of them to make Sheetar and he just was like not interested in any of them <laughs> yeah they were um they met this couple of girls at a club and bring them back to the restaurant and he has to make out with one of them does not want to be there whatsoever mm-hmm. Thank that's God, my favorite part head. of this movie yeah <laughs> The hush puppy head? Yeah, when they batter that woman's head and fry it, and it's then it's like insane. a giant hush puppy, but it has earrings on She it. wants to do something kinky, so she gets battering all over her naked body. Yep. And she dies by putting her head in an air fryer. It's in there for like 20 seconds. She gets out of it somehow alive, 
and her head is a giant hush puppy with her earring still showing in <laughs> on the hush puppy. It's hilarious. Chops <laughs> the head off. The head goes and interrupts another couple that's in there with M- Michael and the other girl. So bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, she nuts. literally looks like Gary Busey from the ginger dead man. <laughs> Do you, have you seen that? I movie? have. I have. I haven't yeah. watched it in a long time, but yeah. <laughs> that's what her head always reminds me of is his freaking gingerbread head. <laughs> it's nuts. That, that part's nuts. There, the part that I laughed at the most was uh, uh, Stumpy Stan. Oh my he's, god! He's driving Stan away with no man. hands. I wish I could. <laughs> I, I I found that clip on YouTube and I thought about pulling it, but I didn't want like the blood. I, I just didn't want to deal with it. But the fact that he's driving away in the getaway car, trying to get away from the two murderers with no hands and just blood squirting out on the windshield while he's trying to drive away and he can't grab the uh, driving steering wheel. It's amazing. I forgot about that part. Yeah. He gets both of his hands cut off and he just drives off and he's like running into everything. And then he wrecks, right? Doesn't yes. he wreck or mm-hmm. something? And that's how they get him. Mm-hmm. I call him Stan Stan the Puppet Man because he always has that weird um, puppet with him. Yeah. And that was uh, Jackie Kong. That was her throw in. Like it was just going to be a normal person and they didn't really have the budget and they didn't have an extra person to throw in there. So she's like, can we just make this guy a puppet? Yeah, and it's a lot well, more creepy she, that way. It's bizarre. Like, I don't. This shouldn't work, and it kind of doesn't work. But it's very unique that it's in this movie, and this movie's full of those type of weird ass moments. Yeah, and she wanted. She thought it portrayed loneliness more than if he had like a, a human counterpart mm-hmm. because he was like a weird mm-hmm. dude, and nobody wanted to eat at his restaurant because his food sucked and <laughs> stuff. But um, a lot of the really good behind the scenes stuff is like this. This movie is very, it seems very male driven. It doesn't shine women in a very good light, but it was directed by a woman right. and it was written by a man named Dookie Flyswatter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an interesting trauma character. He's in a lot of trauma uh, movies. I'm actually friends with a guy. His name's Kevin Vonsper. He's doing a Dookie Flyswatter documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called The Dookie Doc, which is really interesting. Um, Dookie Flyswatter was a very interesting man. If you ever look into his um, life, and yeah. he, was inter- um, he was interviewed in this documentary, and he looks like a character. Like he's got very sharp teeth that point out, kind of looking like a vampire. That name is, of course, you're interested. Yeah. Like, is that your real name? You had to change that, right? Yeah, he he's like he's a wild, wild guy. He's very, very wild. But he wrote the script for this movie and yeah. then Jackie Kong directed it. But she made it an all woman set. Pretty much every person that worked on that set was a woman. Um, and then they made this very, very male driven movie. <laughs> yeah. one, one of the key examples of that is the naked aerobics. Yeah, the naked aerobics class. Oh if you guys want to see some boobies, uh... <laughs> you see a lot of them and moving <laughs> any way possible. It is yeah, they're they're jumping around, they're doing their aerobics thing, and then the boys come in and then they kill them all. <laughs> but they come in in uh, Reagan masks. Yep, President yeah. masks. Ronald yep. and Nancy Reagan. Very <laughs> before Point Break came out. This I thought that was very cool, I'm like because that happens, and that's kind of looking like a different type of movie that they stole from. But maybe the other movie stole from that. And the two main leads gave me very slight Bill and Ted vibes, just 
like kind of your oh i didn't even think about that a a little stupid but they don't let on how smart they are vibes yeah yeah Mm. yeah yeah um that that scene was very entertaining as well but it's kind of sad because the one the um the actor that played michael rick burks Mm -hmm. i think his name was he actually died shortly after uh, making this movie i think he only he only sh- was in like two movies after this one and then he got into a car wreck and and passed away so that was really sad because he was young he was like yeah. 28 or something I, that that was in the documentary and i wanted them to touch more on that because it's really just like a two sentence throwaway and i'm like what how <laughs> i want more detail yeah. on this because that that's well, shocking he was the- and sad he was a rock star and he always wanted to just be famous for being a rock star. He was a musician and Jackie Kong to save money. Um, she didn't want to hire actors to be in the movie. So she literally went out and just looked for people. So Carl crew and Rick Burks weren't even actors. Yeah. And she found uh, Rick Burks at a show at a rock show. And she asked him to be in the movie and he didn't want to be in it. And she'd like talked him into it or whatever. Um, but he was with his drummer um, in the car when it wrecked. Oh, so, yeah, I'm assuming there's probably something going on. I don't know. Right. But if you look into Carl Cruz history, he mm-hmm. is a very interesting person. Okay. <laughs> so he did this movie. He did a couple of other movies. He was a mortician at one point. He actually met several serial killers, people who ended up being serial killers later. He owns like this freak show bar um, in L.A. where he collects freak show collectibles he actually has like a human mummy in his freak show bar he owned like one of the museums in la too one of the big ones i forget what it's called but he's a very interesting person too (laughs) and he wants to make a blood diner too (laughs) he he, that's what at the end of his interview in the documentary he's like i want to i'm gonna make blood diner too but it's gonna be in vr because that's the future of cinema oh my god I was like, how do you even go to watch a virtual reality movie? Like, you have to have, like, the headset. You have or... to have the headset and just look around. That's not how I want to watch a movie at all. And he said he was going to bring back a lot of the people from the original. And Yeah, yeah, he wanted to bring back everyone from the original. Yeah, I, he's got big dreams. I'll give him that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but yeah. <laughs> are you are you wearing a Blood Diner shirt, by the way? I am. Here, I wait. Am. I'm, I'm going to get out of here. You, you show this. <laughs> So there's Uncle Anwar right there. We haven't really talked about him. Um, I'm trying to figure out which way I'm going. There's Carl. There's Rick. (laughs) That's amazing. It's got stuff going down the sleeves. Yeah, this is uh, one of my favorite shirts. I had to have one of these. It's like cavity colors or something. Right. Um, Yeah, I I think cavity colors. I have like a a carry t-shirt on. I can never yeah. wear this out because people think I'm a psychopath whenever I do. It's just like wearing inside type clothing. You just wear it and then you put like a denim jacket over right. it or something. Mm-hmm. Hide <laughs> as much as possible until you are indoors and then just you let your let your freak out. Yep, exactly. Yeah. We, we haven't really talked too much about Uncle Anwar. No, he's like the one that started this whole thing. So Uncle Anwar, like, ra- well, he didn't raise these kids, but he was their uncle and he was like mm-hmm. training them to be um these you know ritual masters to bring back shitar because he attempted it and failed that's why he had to cut off his own genitalia 
<laughs> was because instead of killing the women, he was sleeping with them. <laughs> right. So he had to like, he had to do that to himself, and then he had to pass it on to his his nephews. But then when they're when they're in the cemetery in the beginning, they're digging up Uncle Anwar because they need to resurrect the him so he can tell them what to do. But like his body's all decrepit and stuff, so they just find his brain, which seemed to be perfectly intact after like twenty years. <laughs> An another wild Looney Tune moment. First, the headstone says "I'll be back" on it at the very bottom. <laughs> And then the guard that comes to get them, they hit him in the back of the head with a shovel and his eyeballs pop out. Oh my God, I love it. Oh my. As soon as that, this, this movie has my comedy chops for sure. Like so stupid, so Looney Tune-ish. Yeah. It's great. It. It's, it's absolutely great. But yeah, so Uncle Anwar just ends up, they put his brain in a jar and they like bring back his subconscious or something. And But yet he has eyeballs. Yeah. And they vaguely move around. Yeah, he doesn't have a mouth or anything, but he has <laughs> eyeballs and uh, he can like talk to them. Yeah, I, I think he taught one of the kids how to do like mind control. So I'm assuming that's how he can talk with his two. Yeah, cousins. I guess. Like, and the mind control thing is like barely brought up. It's just made so that they can kind of mind control the virgin into going certain places is the only vibe I got from that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a throwaway gimmick like you have to do this don't think about it let's go yep but it's funny too because the diner in the movie is supposed to be this like vegan or vegetarian diner or whatever that just has like the best food ever mm -hmm. of course they're putting people in the food they're putting vegetarians in the food so yeah they're putting vegetarian. vegetarian? <laughs> i mean maybe yeah. I, that's a good point but there was a really good scene in that movie where um one of the patrons of the diner throws up. Oh, um, yes. So they like the, the rig it. Move. Yeah. Puts him in a chokehold, vomits on everybody. Disgusting. Yeah. So yeah. the problem with it is they didn't tell anybody that that was going to happen when they were filming it. So mm -hmm. they like rigged this tube up, you know, in his face and it's like, it's going to shoot out real food. Yeah. And then, so it starts shooting everybody in the audience, you know, in the diner and it hits this woman in the face and it gets in like her mouth and her eyes and like all of her orifices. And she had no idea it was going to happen. So all of those reactions are 100% genuine for right. the part. <laughs> the budget was so low that they used real food and they waited so long that the food started to spoil. <laughs> So when they sprayed it on everybody, it, it I mean, it did the job. The shot looks great, but it stunk up the entire place. Right after that scene uh, was done, they cut for lunch and nobody wanted to eat. Just, <laughs> you can't make some of this stuff up, I swear. I know. It's great. It's absolutely great. Um, they used to call Jackie uh, Kong the dragon lady on set because she must have just been terrible, I guess. But yeah. her behind I mean, the kind of got to be she was young when she made this. I don't know how old she was, but she looked no older than 25 when she made this. And this is like, I think her third or fourth movie. I think this is the last movie she ever made. Right. I think so. Actually, now that you say that, but God, I always just want to just like, why, why, why did you make I know. this one? <laughs> right. <laughs> what were you thinking? Like, I'm glad, but <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you were able to make this magnum opus, but I don't know why this didn't open any more doors for her. I think it's clear why it didn't, which is unfortunate. <laughs> she had a three-picture deal with Vestron, and after this one came out a couple years later, they went under, and I don't know if anybody else wanted to pick her up. 
Yeah, I guess not. It's very unfortunate. It would have been interesting to see where she went from here. Right. <laughs> Maybe trauma would have been a good place for her to go. I would think so. I, I would think trauma would be a fan of naked kung fu scenes. Yeah. <laughs> that shocked me. I was that amazed was that that was happening. Yeah, that was one of those scenes <laughs> I was telling you about where Carl Crew just gets his ass handed to him. Like right. he gets beat up by a girl. <laughs> And then he doesn't even kill her. Like she accidentally gets killed by a thing falling on her. <laughs> right. I I randomly watched the movie No Hard Feelings last night with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I haven't and there's seen that a, one yet. There's a scene in that movie that is very similar to the naked kung fu scene. I will say that. I'm like, is this a weird double feature that I just discovered? So bizarre. Oh my god. Like, I need to see that yet. Fighting naked in the sand and everything. <laughs> so crazy i'm like what how, what are the odds of this happening it was, it was very cool. slipped in on but the more you watch it the more the movie starts making sense too it's like what? i don't know if it's just the weirdness of it, it makes you think it makes sense or oh, it's it weird. actually does start making sense when i when this movie got over with i wish that this 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 would have been like the fourth or fifth time i've watched this movie because i feel like this is a movie that gets better every time you watch it it really does because I had the same reaction you did when I watched it the first time. I was like, what did I just see? <laughs> what was that? I, I'm pretty sure I literally watched it again immediately, just like yeah. started it over again and rewatched it. And like I said, you see different stuff every time you watch it. And I just started liking it more and more <laughs> right. every time I watch it. Yeah, I know I missed a lot and I know that like when I was taking notes, it was hard for me to keep up. Like sometimes I would have to like rewind <laughs> to just see, did I just see what I thought I saw? It, I want to watch it again. I want to watch it in like with a big crowd who was also like in into the joke of the movie. Mm -hmm. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, this would be a good movie to watch with people who enjoy these kind of movies because it would be just a riot, you know? Right. And I think that this movie, it was a, originally supposed to be a sequel to Blood Feast. Blood Feast? Yeah. Mm -hmm. From the 60s, which after watching this really makes me want to watch that movie. Because I, I haven't dug into any of that director's works. I know he's done a lot of crazy schlock movies like this. Mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I just want more of this in my life. And I did not think that was going to be my answer <laughs> when I popped this sucker in. I'll tell you that much. Well, I think that one is is... A much different kind of movie, though. I think that one might be a little more serious, and sure. um, this one ended up being so different that they just decided to call it Blood Diner and tag it something different. And then I think Blood Feast even got its own sequel eventually, like Blood Feast Two or something like that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this one was originally supposed to be a sequel to that, but I think it ended up being different enough to stand on its own. Because yeah, didn't <laughs> didn't the writer have the rights? to blood feast i thought he did uh i don't i don't remember i don't remember much Mr. about flies that water. one mm -hmm. yeah dookie flies water <laughs> what a name right i don't know how you go through life deciding that's the name you want to be remembered by that makes no sense to me well he was in a band too so i think that had to punk rock i'm assuming yeah it. yeah mm -hmm. um I think that had a lot to do with it. But the interesting thing is he wrote the script while living in 
was it the attic of the producer of the movie? Oh, geez. Or something like that. So they kind of wrote it together a little bit and then they gave it to Jackie Kong. And Dookie Flyswatter was supposed to be in the movie. He was supposed to play Dan Dan the Puppet Man, I, I believe. <laughs> but he hadn't secured his contract yet. Hmm. And he gave the script to them already, like signed over the script to them. And then mm-hmm. they cast somebody else. I, I like, I mean, for, for these people not being actors, they did a pretty decent job. Yeah. Well, and a lot of the, um, like the background people, the stand-ins mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call them, um, a lot of them were just people who would go to these like Rick Burke's rock shows. They were just fans of his band and they became <clears throat> extras on the movie and they didn't sure. get paid anything. And <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. I mean, if, if I got spoiled food thrown on me and didn't get paid for it i would be a little bit pissed yeah <laughs> but i mean those extras like when they're for when they're uh, there's a shot of them like serving all of the fried food that they just made from the vegetarians there's this one extra who's just like grabbing it and, like reaching to grab more like I, I don't think your random your average actor would do stuff like that so i kind of like the fact that they just found people on the street they had a blast making a movie and the movie is still remembered to this day i, I, mm-hmm. I like that a lot yeah, I like to think that this movie has a little bit of a cult following and that it's kind of a cult classic, you know, that like yeah. that in my mind, that's what I want for it. I don't think it's quite there yet, uh, but I'm trying to spread the word. <laughs> well, you spread the word to me, Mel, and now I'm doing the same. I want to have as many people as possible watch this movie and hopefully it just spreads like a virus and this sucker becomes like, I feel like this could be like on par with like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type thing, like watching right? it like midnight screenings this would be a blast or like the room it's like a mixture of those two movies like so bad oh it's God, good and so bizarre you don't know what you're watching yeah and and that's really the key selling point of this movie it is literally the weirdest thing you're gonna ever watch agreed <laughs> and i'm not mad at it like the, <laughs> some movies are so bad like people love the room because it's so bad it's good i just don't like it and it's bad this movie had a lot of fun and you can tell that they had a good time filming it and yeah i i fell in love with this movie and i did not think i would say that going into it so thank you mel i appreciate you spreading the word it was really a gamble having you watch this (laughs) (laughs) some people you know they either like it or you don't like it no this is this is like i buy a lot of movies that i haven't seen so when i pull them off the shelf and it's a blind watch I'm crossing my fingers that it's something like Blood Diner, a movie that <laughs> I will remember for a while and that I'll want to recommend to other people. Yep. So thank you very much. You are very welcome. Thank okay. you for enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> this no, would have been I, I a much different conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go through the comments now. We've had a few people pop up in here, so I kind of want to pop up their comments here. We've got Hall and Oates. Got Mama Blu-ray. Hey, Mama. Mama. Got Wilkies. Hey. A lot of highs. Again, the community is so nice in here. I love Mm -hmm. it. And I'm hoping that the people, like, I'm, my biggest following is on TikTok. My main goal with starting this is to bring people from there into this realm, just because the community is so awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. Have a crossover. Right. Hey, Tiana. Yeah. Millie Mel. Good morning. 
or good evening. I'm still trying to sort my movies. I have a lot of movies to sort as well. My stack here, I'll, I'll show you all since you're right here. My stack right over there is like two stacks, probably close oh. to like 80, 90 movies of stuff I have to put away. <laughs> hate it so much. <laughs> I like putting away the movies. It's just the lingering is what gets me when they're just sitting around and I have to log them in my like app first right. and that kind of thing yeah i always i always log mine in the app before i put it on that pile but i make content with me putting it away and i in like a 90 second video i can really maximum put away like eight or nine so mm. i never put away enough and the pile just keeps on growing <laughs> larger and larger i need to just like not make a video and put the majority of them away i'll do that one of these days or just take a day and make like four or five videos. <laughs> I, I need to. I need to. And my thing is space. Like right now I have so many movies that like they're starting to branch out into other rooms. And I don't like that. I, I really I like everything nice and compact. But I have so mm -hmm. much stuff that that's not an option anymore. It scares me. Yeah, I just had to custom build some shelves in this room because I can't find these white ones anymore. What so kind they, are they? Are they Ikea or? No, they're just these random cheap ones, but like they were super popular. So they sold out right away. Mm -hmm. And then um, they just like all the stores didn't get anymore. Like you used to be able to get them on Amazon, Walmart.com. You could get them on the weird branded website which was like vxl or something like that hmm. but they sold out and they never got them back i've been watching for them for over a year now and yeah. you can get them overseas but overseas won't ship here right. so you could get these shorties which i have these two and then you can get a, a taller one that looks just like these so i have one right here but i needed another one so then I ended up just having to custom build some shelves because I couldn't find them. And now it's like, I like the custom built ones better. So now I just want to get rid of these and custom build all the shelves. <laughs> Mine are custom built. And that's all I want to do is just like have them all look the same. So I totally get the mm -hmm. struggle there. I have a couple in like my storage space that I just have random shelving I found on Facebook marketplace, just something to store them until I have a better solution. Mm -hmm. and I have another room right behind this wall that has a lot of my video game stuff. I'm thinking about like changing stuff out, putting more movies in there. We'll see how it goes. It's, mm -hmm. it's always evolving. I tell you what. Uh Oh, K loves. Did you not like the movie? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I won't judge you either way. I really won't. Cause this is not for everybody. And yeah, yeah that's I, I, I feel like you have to be in on the joke a little bit to appreciate what you're watching. Like if you're not in the mood to watch a movie like this, you're going to hate it. Yeah, I'm that's a that's a 100% fair statement. You're either you're either going to be down with it or you're not going to be down with it. Right. <laughs> Most people I would assume are not going to be down with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I played this trailer for a reason. There was one I think there were two TV spot trailers and two actual theatrical trailers. I was going to play one of the one of the theatrical ones. But they had Sheetar showing everything in the trailer. And I'm like, I can't show oh, this. Oh, really? Yeah. I was shocked. Like, it's only on there for like half a second. And they made it before they thought of people pausing it. Because that wasn't a thing back in the 80s. But yeah. Just her like shaking, shooting <laughs> lightning bolt. I was like, I can't show that. Ballsy. Yeah. Very much so. And this is another movie to where like we can talk about it all day long. But you have to watch it and experience it to really get it. Mm. <laughs> and I would almost urge people to watch it more than once. 
just watch it more than once give it a right. give it a second try if you're not yeah. sure about it and the ending um turns into like a zombie film out of nowhere too we didn't talk about that oh is everybody yeah, in the with club the just eating people because they take these pills that they think are ecstasy or some type of pill but it just makes you hungry to eat the stew <laughs> yeah the stew really turns them into like yeah <laughs> that was a good scene too okay. yeah we talked somebody into watching blood diner oh my goodness Yay! i hope you like it but i'm not promising anything <laughs> let us know <laughs> yeah right oh my goodness what's johnny watching in here got some mizzy what's up mizzy yeah What's up, Johnny? I pop in the first thing you hear is Mel talking about genitalia. <laughs> Perfect timing. Of course, that's when Bob would pop in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why am I had... not talking about genitalia? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, when we met up live, Mel, you wouldn't stop talking about it. I know. Uh huh. It's always on your mind. <laughs> it's my favorite conversation. Piece. <laughs> it must be Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. That's about all I had. At the end of every episode, I like to tease what I'm going to do next week. Um, I talked a little bit about bringing my TikTok audience into YouTube. This is a, this is a fun one for me because this is one of the first people I talked with on TikTok. He used to be big onto YouTube. He hasn't been in a while, but my next guest is going to be, if I can find it, right here. If I click the button, there we go. It's going to be Midsomar Director's Cut, Dan in Real Life, Blu-ray Dan. He used to make videos like 10, 10 12 years ago. Oh. And he's just kind of evolved his style over the years. He's Mr. A24 at the moment. He has every single release they've ever done. So oh, wow. I am very, very curious to pick his brain about Midsomar. And it made me, I've wanted to buy that set from a24 for the longest time i actually bought it yesterday oh you did oh this there thing it is. is crazy it has like a hardbound book feel it looks cool it's just very awkward i don't know how i'm gonna put it on the shelf yet but yeah, I, it almost I, looks bigger than a blu-ray too it's, oh it looks here. like dvd size look at that yeah oh my that's bigger than dvd yeah it, Why is it it's so its big? own it's its own case and like the outside case opens up to this just a, it's a very cool set, and I I liked Midsomar for the most part, but I haven't seen the director's cut. The director's cut adds like 35, 40 minutes into that movie. <gasps> of what? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, and that's what I'm nervous about. Like <laughs> I thought the movie was paced pretty well as is. It actually was a little slow for me at points. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I've, so I, I'll I'm, let you I'm, guys talk about it, but <laughs> I'm curious what an extra forty minutes of that movie is gonna be like. Yeah, I'm curious too now. Yeah, Hollow Notes watched that cut recently. Very cool. Yeah, mm. I, I I'm very curious, and I've I've wanted to rewatch it ever since. Um, I, I'm a big uh, Hereditary fan. I, I love that movie. I loved that movie, but I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it again. So yeah. I've only seen it the one time. <laughs> I, I watched that movie opening weekend at the theater. Didn't know what we were walking into. I watched it with like a group of four. And it's one of those rare times where you walk out of the movie theater in complete silence, just kind of like soaking in your thoughts. And then we got to our cars in the parking lot 
and we just gushed for like an hour and it was already midnight <laughs> when the movie let out we just could not stop talking about it one of my I favorite movie going experiences i wish i had somebody to talk to after i saw that i watched it by myself um yeah and it was terrifying that movie's a lot to soak in and it really is but there are like things that i kind of because they're they they have the hidden things in there and depending on the the tv that you watch it on because the tv that i was watching it on it was like really crushing the blacks mm, and they have yeah. some like things that go on in the background of that movie yes, that you kind of need to see and i feel like i missed some of that mm -hmm. and i saw it later when i would see like clips or or movie stills or something i'm like well when sure. when when did that happen <laughs> yeah like the gleaming light would be kind of hard to see but then at like the very end where like there's naked people in a dark room like it's pitch black in there that would be yeah. very hard to see on a not so great tv i could definitely see that well and there are some moments too where like people are cr literally crawling on the ceiling and there's like right. one moment where like the brother is sitting in bed and he's just like doing his stare thing and like somebody is literally up here in the ceiling and i'm like i totally missed that because it was like you i couldn't see it on my tv it's very disappointing i need to watch it again but like i said i'm being a little baby about it <laughs> there's a good reason for that too that yeah. there are a couple scenes in there that i will not ever forget that are just cemented in my brain i think i've seen it twice now and the second time just kind of cemented the fact that it's like one of my favorite horror movies. And I know recently yeah. it's been very divisive. Like a lot of people don't like Hereditary and I kind of want to talk to somebody who has an opposing opinion of that movie. Well, Hereditary is kind of like the, the present day exorcist. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that you don't like it now, but it's going to be legendary later. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, I, I would think it would only grow in its stature over time. But I feel like there's a lot more pushback to the movie than what there was even when it came out. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Because people watched it and it horrified them and now they can't watch it again like me. <laughs> God. And there are scenes in Midsommar. There's a couple of them that are just kind of up here in the noggin. And yeah, I, I have not rewatched that. I've only watched it once. So seeing the director's cut, I'm very in 4K. I'm very excited to pop that sucker on. Yeah, that'll be a good watch. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's it. Do you have any closing words, Mel? Do you want to plug anything? Uh, no, I don't think I have <laughs> anything going up. I'm Mel from My Killer Podcast. I'm also a part of the Rad Pack. So check out the Rad Pack uh, on YouTube. I think last time I checked that we were like three people away or three subs away from 800 or something like that. So go check that out. It's fun. We talk all things nostalgia. Uh, and that's it. Like I just drop random videos on my YouTube whenever. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very good about promoting myself. I'm like, I'm Dim. terrible at it too. Whenever I go <laughs> on anybody's live stream, they're like, okay, promote yourself. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just did that to you. Right. I, Come watch me. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you uh, started talking about Vestron video on your site. Oh yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally talking about that earlier. Uh, yeah, I just started a Vestron video series on my YouTube channel where I'm watching all the movies and doing a complete review of the entire collection. I have it all sitting right here. It's complete. Um, and I'm just waiting for uh, Blue Steel to come out. Then I can pick that one up. 
Yeah. Personally, I'm very excited just to hear your thoughts on them because like I said, I have, I have not seen the majority of the releases I own from Vestron. So just to know what I'm getting myself into on the majority of these. Would have been nice with Blood Diner, but I walked <laughs> into this one. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to hear your two cents on them. I'm kind of curious as to what you would have thought if you just randomly watched that one on your own because you were picking up the series. Well, that's one reason why I like. I wanted to make a podcast like this. Like I wanted guests to come on, say, I really like this movie. I want you to watch it. Like I've seen Midsommar. That's the first movie I've seen that I've actually seen on this podcast before. I like just throwing movies on blind and talking with people about it. So yeah, I no, I had a blast doing this, Mel. I'm very happy you put Blood Diner into my life because it wasn't even in my collection before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you liked it as much as you did. That would have been it was unfortunate. A fun, fun time. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody that decides to watch it, just good luck. <laughs> You're either going to love it or hate it. I can guarantee you that. Yep, 100%. Okay, this has been fun. Episode two of Boutique Talk. So until next time, I'll see you. Bye.